Good morning. So I want you to fill in the blank. Practice makes right. You've heard it before. Practice makes perfect. My problem with that saying is if you are a perfectionist or a type A personality, you hear that and you're like, all right. So I'm going to, and, and you'll, you'll practice and practice because you're seeking perfection. So you'll go and you'll uh, shoot uh, hoops, right? Try to get 10 uh, free throws in a row and you'll spend all night doing that. Or you'll uh, uh, stay up till 2 a.m. memorizing all the answers to a quiz until you get all of them down. The only problem, of course, is that what about the next week? <laughs> next week, you go and you don't hit those 10 free throws in a row anymore. You miss a couple, and then you forget some of the answers. And, and it's really frustrating, and it can cause us, that, that phrase, you know, practice makes perfect, can cause us to have this all-or-nothing approach. That, all right, I can't do this. I give up. I, I could only hit perfection a little bit, so I'm giving up. Or if you're not a type A or perfectionist, you're just like, yeah, that's unattainable anyways. And we have this all-or-nothing Again, approach. And so what I'm going to suggest today to you is a different saying, and that is uh, practice makes progress, right? Practice makes progress. That in reality, when we, um, we practice those things that help us reach goals, right? Help us reach those places we want to go. But it often isn't we practice and then it's perfection and we're done. Rather, what happens? Well, we practice those things and it helps us take steps towards our goal along that path. But then sometimes we plateau. Other times we might even take a step back. But the question is, are we practicing those things that help us make progress? And that this is uh, also applicable to our spiritual growth, our spiritual uh, walk, that are we practicing those things that make uh, for progress? And that's why in January of every year, if you've noticed, if you've been here for a couple of years, you know, I always kind of review our, our mission and some of the vision. Uh, and the reason for that is that we can't make progress on things if we forget, right? So if we don't know where we're going, if we don't know the path we're supposed to be on, well, then we, we're, we don't make any progress on that. And so we often review things. And so today, what I want to do before we go into a new series next week, starting next week uh, through the book of Habakkuk, is, um, is settle down on one part of our mission, and that is to grow Christ followers, okay? So our mission is to worship God, to love people, and grow Christ followers. And that idea about growing Christ followers, you know, how do we do that? Well, one of the ways that we do that is to establish a clearly marked path that helps us go along and make progress on that path. So if you could hit me with that little, little bit of vision up there, there we go. Um, you know, part of the vision to see us grow Christ followers is that we envision a clearly established path that guides newcomers into becoming active, growing church members, active, growing Christ followers. And that as, as a part of the vision, it's, all right, is there a path as a church, as individuals, where we can point, all right, folks, this, these are the, the steps that we are taking. And, and so that's what we wanna, I want to talk about quite a bit today, is the path of progress. Where are we headed? So why? Why do that? Why make a path, a clearly defined path that helps us um, on our journey? Well, I mean, an illustration would be, I like hiking. 
right? I like to go and I like to find new trails, new places, new mountains to hike up. And it's so much easier when you get there and the, the path is clearly laid out. Otherwise, you get there and you're like, wait a minute, where am I supposed to go? You come to a, a, a fork in the path and you don't know, should I take this way? Should I take this way? Where, you know, how, how do I go about it? So a clearly marked path is helpful because um, it can be stressful. Again, when you come to a fork in the path, and you're like, which way do I go? And so we want a culture in our church of progress, spiritual progress. And one way to make that happen is marking out those steps. Now, that's true for individuals as in our individual walk, but also as a church. What practices, what steps help us make progress in following Christ? And, and practice, it makes progress. That's something that the Apostle Paul advised his younger protege, Timothy, so Paul wrote two letters to Timothy. It, they were, they're called First and Second Timothy because there's two letters. Um, and Timothy was Paul's trusted representative. And Paul would send Timothy places when he couldn't go there himself. So whether he, because uh, he can't be two places at once and he's very busy, or he was in jail, which happened a lot, he would send Timothy. And in First Timothy, the Apostle Paul instructs Timothy to, uh, on on first of all, appointing elders and deacons in the churches and to guard against false teaching. But in our scripture, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, Paul urges Timothy to train, to train and practice so that he makes spiritual progress in his life and for the churches that he served. So let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 16. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrines that you followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. Okay? Practice training. Train yourself for godliness, to, be, to reflect God in more of what you're doing. That's what it's saying here. So that verse there, train yourself for godliness. Verse 8, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. I want to stop there. So that phrase, this is a trustworthy saying, that happens a lot in First and Second Timothy and Titus. And here, what is that trustworthy saying? I think it's that bodily training is of some value, but godliness is value in every way because the way it's structured, it's like a saying, you know, like practice makes perfect. Well, this is probably a saying that existed. And Paul is saying, hey, you've heard that, you know, bodily training, it is, it's of some value. And so, sorry about that. I know you, some of you might be hoping, oh, I wish it said it's of no value. So, you know, I, I could just sit on the couch. But no, he says it, there's some value in it, right? Physical exercise, physical training gives you some value. But the point is practice makes progress both in the physical realm but also in the spiritual realm. So that we train ourselves, we practice to make progress in those things, whether it's physical health or spiritual health. That's what Paul is saying. He's saying, and he's saying, all right, train yourself for godliness, Timothy. And, and he says also, yeah, so focus on those things that help you make progress, but don't get, what does he say? Don't get distracted following silly myths, things that distract you. And there's certainly many things, many controversies and silly things that we can get into that keep us from taking steps instead of taking steps. And so being Christ-like is the goal. That's why he says, train yourself for godliness. 
Now let's continue. Verse 10. For to this end we toil and strive. Again, those are practice. Those are training words. Um, because, we've, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially to those who believe. Um, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. So verse 15, it repeats that call. Right? For training, for practice. Verse 15, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. What, maybe memorize that verse for this week. You know, if you don't do anything, if you don't get anything from today, why don't you memorize that? Why don't we memorize that, right? Practice these things. Immerse ourselves in them so people can see our progress. And that's the question. Are we making progress? It's not, prog- you know, practice makes perfect. It's, it's practice makes progress, and yeah, we don't, you know, thinking about that perfection, we can't even come close to that without God. But are we making any progress? That's, what, that's why Timothy, uh, when Paul talks to Timothy, he says, you know, practice these things. And what are those things? Well, first of all, be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in purity. Right? Practice daily living out those things, those qualities of God. Um, he also goes on to say what other things to practice? Reading of Scripture, exhortation, teaching. Don't neglect the gift you have, he says. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list, but it's, it's, are we practicing those things that help us make progress in our spiritual journey? So Timothy, he's to persist. He's to practice these things. And God's saving grace will be upon him, and it'll be upon those that he's speaking to. So Persist. Practice those things that help you make progress towards Christ. So example of that is, you know, on Thursday we had our leadership development group. And one of the things, the, the, our first task that we're doing is the, uh, a uh, spiritual growth assessment. And I've talked about this before. I had a Wednesday night group on it. So I'm not going to talk too much more about it. But the, the thing is, is we, we know that certain practices help us grow to be more Christ-like. And so here, if Timothy, a leader of, in, the, in the early church, if Paul is saying, you know, practice these things and make progress in them, then of course we as leaders need to do that as well. So are we uh, devoting ourselves to Scripture, to prayer, to serving, using our gifts, to fellowship? Because these are the practices, right, that lead to progress. And so that's what we were looking at. Because especially with leaders, you know, Christianity is more caught than taught. In other words, people like, you know, what does that look like? What does spiritual progress look like? What does living uh, a Christ-like life look like? And that's why Paul says, you know, so people may see your progress. And so as both uh, leaders and Christians, it's, it's imperative that we are making progress day by day. And that's one of the basic ways that we can apply Paul's instructions to Timothy here. Um, We can apply it as an individual, and we can apply it as a church. And that first question would be, all right, well, am I training? Am am I daily taking a step towards Jesus? Am I daily making 
progress. Uh, Because again, verse 15, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. We, you know, because of the pandemic, I haven't played basketball or organized basketball in like two years. Now, I had to practice like two or three times a week just to get mediocre, okay? Um, And so, I, I can't even imagine now how, how poor I'm going to be when I take my first shots. But see, the thing is, is that practice makes progress. And, and I know that there daily there are things at least a couple times a week that I needed to do in order to maintain or at least have some sort of skill. And that's how it is. And that's bodily exercise, right? Practice with bodily exercise with things. It helps a little, but it also applies in the spiritual realm. There's certain practices that help us make progress to be more like Christ. Again, Scripture reading, prayer, uh, using our gifts, fellowship, repentance, abiding in Christ. But then there's also those things that hinder our our progress, that make us take a step back, like, like false teaching and gossip and unforgiveness, addiction, disobedience, pride. And sometimes when we're faced with these things, we actually take a step forward when we resist those temptations. So, but are we making that progress? So each day, what if we said, Lord, I want to take a step towards you. Show me which step to take. I might say, all right, you need to devote yourself to Scripture, or maybe it's stepping away from that sin. But are we making that progress? And, and I think that's important as well because sometimes we beat ourselves up and, and we need God's grace. Sometimes we fail and sometimes we regress. We do take steps back. And that's when we really need to rely on God's grace because that phrase, practice, makes perfect. Well, apart from God, we can't live that perfect life. And what happens is, um, especially spiritually or but whatever in life, is that sometimes we look and we're like, yeah, I'm not making progress and I'm definitely not perfect. And so then we want to give up. We want to give in when we fail. But what we need to do instead is think, no, practice makes progress and acknowledge when we've taken a step back, when we have failed, what we need to do is rely on God's grace. That's when we need to acknowledge, yeah, God, I failed. And and maybe this week I took three steps back. But if we then turn to God and rely on Him and, and in His strength start to practice those things and then the next week we take five steps forward, I mean, I'm a preacher so I can't do math, but that's a total, that's a, that's a net gain of how many? Two, right? That's two steps forward. That's progress. That's why it's so important. Yeah, practice makes progress because oftentimes we will take a step back. We will fail. And that's when we have to, in our minds, focus on Christ. And this is especially important if you're fighting addiction because oftentimes you fall off the wagon or you fail and then you're like, all right, I give up. No, right? This, that, that it often takes several attempts to quit an addiction, and so sometimes you take a step back. That doesn't mean you go way off the rails. It means, no, tomorrow's a new day. Next week is a new week. And so, yeah, I've taken steps back, but next week I'm going to take steps forward, and therefore I will make progress still. See, it's that mindset. But So, yeah, we're not, it's not practice makes perfect, but still there's got to be progress. So as an individual, what steps will you take 
to make progress. Now, as a church, how we apply this is we ask, all right, every time we gather together, every function that we have, are we helping people take a step in their spiritual journey? Are we helping them take a step? And that's why when we think about growing Christ followers, one of the um, I, can't, I can only think of the word thing. One of the things we use, that's really descriptive, um, is the Vine Project, all right? And so hit me with that. Uh, yeah, there we go. I show this all the time, but that's because this is how we conceive of charting out that path, right? Charting that path to progress. And, and we think, all right, who are we, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get closer to Jesus and that every one of us is on a spiritual journey and that one day we'll all be gathered around the, the throne of grace, right, in, in, in Christ's presence. That's the end point. But until that point, we each must take a step towards Christ. And so this is how we think about things and how we make Christ followers here. And that every time we gather as a church, we, we have to think, are we helping people take a step towards Christ? And we also realize that this, is, this occurs with everybody, there's, there's not a time where one of us goes, yeah, I've arrived, I'm done, so I don't need to take a step. Everyone from a non-believer to, uh, to the pastor, we all have to take steps towards Jesus. And that's why in that Vine Project, you'll see that there's E's, right? These different E's. And the first is engage, right? If we're gonna, we need to engage people who don't know Jesus at all and help them. Their first step towards Jesus might be just thinking about, well, Jesus, maybe I want to check him out. Now, in the next E is evangelize, where we actually share the gospel and people hear about the good news of Jesus and that they take a step. And then there is a point, right, where someone will cross from death to life, take that step from death into eternal life with Christ, and that's when they trust in Jesus. And then, then they can enter the mission. Because right? God is on the mission. God is, is doing things in the world, and we, he wants to include us in that, in that as, as a church and as believers. And so we take that step. And then there's establish, right? As once you're a believer, you continue to grow in the faith. You continue, as Paul said to Timothy, you know, you, you continue. You practice those things to make progress so that every week we're taking that step. And then E is, the last E is equip, right? Where as you become a believer for a while, then you want to reach back and you want to help others take that step. And so that's, in our church, when we think about practice makes progress, we realize everybody, everybody needs practice. Everybody can take a step. And so that's one of the ways that we think about this. And then the other thing is, all right, if every day as individuals, we're saying, all right, God, what step do I need to take today to make progress? What do I need to practice? And as a church, we're saying, um, God, every time we gather, are we actually helping people take a step? All types of people take a step towards you? Then the other thing we do is, all right, do we, do we know how to gauge our progress? Do we have markers along the way that help us take the next step? So as an individual, you know, in addition to that spontaneous day-by-day day saying, what step should I take, Lord, what long-term things do you know God wants you to do? Again, as you, as you pray and you look at your life, you know that there are certain things that, that you've got that are, that are crucial 
to your spiritual progress. Again, we talked about addiction. And so maybe, you know, you struggle with addiction or you're, or you're trying to overcome trauma or whatever. And you know, all right, I've got to overcome this addiction because it's really inhibiting my spiritual walk. What milestones are there? What markers are there that help you know you're going along the right path? It might be, all right, the first thing I need to do is get into a, a support group, right? That's my first step. And then six months sober, that's my second step. Right? That's why the 12-step program has 12 steps because they, they clearly mark out, all right, this is the way that you go that helps you make progress in, in, um, in overcoming this addiction. It's the same thing spiritually, that there is there's markers that we can set out that say, if I, you know, this is the first step. And when I reach this, all right, I know that I'm actually making progress. Because sometimes we're like, yeah, uh, I'm making progress. But then when we actually look at it, we're like, oh, am I? You know, how do I even measure that? So as an individual, what are those things? Prayerfully make that plan so that when you have your daily steps that you're asking God, you know, what do I need? They help you in the long term as well. So, you know, the conference championships in the NFL are today. And, you know, they, at the beginning, in last summer, right, every NFL team had a goal to reach the Super Bowl. So for, for the Patriots, they're not making it. But they made that goal. And then they also knew, all right, that's our long-term goal, but what things do we need to do to get there? So one of them was, all right, we need to settle on our quarterback, right? We need to settle on our start, starting quarterback. Because if we don't do that, we're not going to reach that goal. Uh, you know, we need to provide depth here. There's signposts along the way to help figure it out. And so set up a plan to practice those things. What long-term things has God put in your heart that you know, all right, if I'm truly going to make spiritual progress, these are the areas I need to address. And as a church, so yes, we have the Vine Project. Yes, we have that graphic of taking a step towards Jesus. But the other thing in the vision is we need to not only envision a clearly established path that guides newcomers from just to becoming active uh, church members, active Christ followers, we also need to develop a set of desired outcomes and arrange our practices for that. Now, the Christian Ed and, and I were talking about this, but we have a, a desired path, but are there clear markers marking the progress? Again, uh, the illustration is, you know, we may have a map. So if I go on a trail, and I'm doing some hiking. It's a place I've never been. Yes, there's a map right at the beginning of the trailhead. That's handy. I'll take a picture of it. And, you know, again, that's helpful. But what sometimes happens is then you go along the trail. Again, you come to a, a fork in the path. And you're like, you look at the map. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. Am I here or am I here? <laughs> right? Because there's, sometimes there's two paths that diverge. And like, well, I mean, that's helpful, but am I this far in the path or am I further along? Because this path goes way off here. And I'm, if I'm further, then I can take that one. And so that's why sort of um, milestones along the way can help you know what progress to make. And that goes as a church too. So as a church, you know, what would those be? We're thinking about those. Like, what are some steps? Well, the first one would probably be become a Christ follower. In that engage and evangelize step, are there people actually becoming Christ followers? We can measure that. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you watching. Maybe that's you here where you're like, I have never actually made that commitment that I don't, I don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've stepped from death into life. 
But th- then maybe that's the decision. That's the, the step that you need to take. Take, from, take that step from death to life. But then there's also be baptized, right? That would be another one where you've taken that step and, and now that, that inward reality of the eternal life in God, now that you take that next step that says, I'm going to publicly profess that inward reality that I've been renewed, that my sins have been washed away like we sang about. And so this is a, a concrete step that I can take and join in the, in the step for enter the mission or, or be established. No, you, can, you can become a member of, a church, of the church, right? Where, yeah, I'm going to j- enter into the mission. God is doing something here. He's called us to do something, and now I'm joining up because I want to enter and do what he's doing. But what about establish? One of the things we talk about is, are you, are you a part of a growth group? Right? We're, we're, we're this year, although the pandemic has kind of thrown us again, um, we're, we're building that idea up. We're trying to build up those growth opportunities because we know that practice makes progress. And that if you're um, connected to a, a group of people where you can dig in and you can actually help one another take a step, then you get better and better. Just like if I go into the gym and shoot hoops, right, that's pretty good. You know, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll regain a little bit, but it really helps when a bunch of us guys get together and start shooting hoops, right? Start playing against each other. So that's the same idea with these growth groups is that, all right, it's great to come together on Sundays and we need to do that, but if we really want to make progress, we need more practice, right? And so uh, that's one of the reasons why we're kind of uh, focusing on that and trying to ramp that up. And in addition to that, with our children's ministry, lots of things that, that are coming on board, but it's all with that idea of what practices help us make progress. But those are the signposts, right? And we're talking about those. Christian Ed and I and, and, uh, and Steve and different people were thinking, all right, if the path, if we've set this path of taking a step towards Jesus, are there these desired outcomes? Are there these signposts that we can point to? And so we all know where we're going, because it's helpful. It's helpful. A clearly marked path is helpful. So what is your next step? What is your next step as you are here, as you watch? Is the Lord putting something on your heart? Maybe it is. Like, I've never taken that step from death to life, and I need to trust in Jesus. I know he's my Savior. Then do that. Maybe it's be baptized. Maybe it's to join the church or, or, or to join a growth group. Um, but what step, what practice do you know if I step in these things, it will help me uh, make progress? And, you know, some of you might be hearing this and you're feeling a little bit of like condemnation in the sense of, oh, yeah, man, I'm not making any progress. Right? Or I'm definitely not reaching perfection. That's why we need God's grace. And all of these things, that, all these practices we do, it's not self-effort. What it does is we practice putting ourselves in the path of God's grace. And so that when God is doing a work, when his spirit is moving, we are, we are ready and we are present to receive his transformation. And, and we practice, practicing is putting ourselves in that position. So what step? What step do you need to take today? Uh, Take that step. Because as Paul said to Timothy, right, practice these things. Be devoted to them so that all may see your progress. Let's pray. Dear God, we pray that 
you would be working in this time, in this last song as we sing it. Uh, Lord, we acknowledge that we need you and that so many times, God, we look at our lives and we don't make progress. We definitely don't make perfection. And so show us, Lord, each one here today, each one watching online, would you bring us to that point of understanding what next step we need to take? Or, Lord, maybe you need to reveal to some folks what that long-term thing is that they need to get down and out of the way because it's inhibiting their progress. And, Lord, would you show them how to do that? And for each one of us, Lord, we pray that we would take that step. We pray that you'd put in our hearts that desire to take a step towards you today and every day, make progress towards that wonderful goal, Lord, of becoming more like you in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds. Lord, do that work in us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.